This week on List Off, Brian and Ryan discuss our top 10 characters in video games. How you doing, Brian? Pretty good, Ryan. Cool. cool. So we're doing that same caveat Surprise. of... <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's our top... By the way, because you didn't know last episode. Right, right. Yeah. We're doing the same caveat of one character in the franchise kind of thing. What? Oh, no. no. <laughs> Are we? I, don't, I can't remember now. No, we are. We are. Okay. Definitely we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. We want to make this a little bit of a challenge for ourselves. You know? Exactly. Some franchises have a plethora of awesome characters. Right. Um, yeah. So have you been playing anything this week? Yes, I have. Uh, so I ended up beating Limbo. I don't know if I had said that last week, but I beat Limbo. I think maybe shortly after we recorded last week's episode. Um, and then... The day after we recorded the last episode, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 came out. And uh, man, it's been a lot of that. Woohoo! Yeah, very good memories. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. I hadn't really played, I think, since the second or third game. And if I did play the third game, it was only briefly. And uh, man, I was not good. But it's that it, I, th- I feel like it was almost better approaching it with that freshness because it very much felt like the same learning curve I had almost 20 years ago, you know, where you start, you learn all the systems and you learn as you go and then you get these crazy combos and it feels so much more rewarding because you came from nothing. And uh, yeah, it's a great game. Tons of fun. Um, I'm really having a blast with it. I I also played a ton of it. Yeah. And it's, it is a great remake. This is exactly the kind of remake that I think gamers always want just that, all the fresh look, but still the same controls and feel. I think yeah. nailing the feel is is the hardest thing. And they've tried before. They tried with, what, Tony Hawk 5? And there was an HD remake of mm-hmm. Tony Hawk. And they, they just dropped the ball on those things. But this yeah. one, 100% feels like I'm playing it on the the original hardware yeah. and and the uh, the physics aren't realistic you know obviously there's exaggeration involved because it is arcadey but man they really nailed that feel like the weightiness of it and everything it's uh it's a pleasure to play it's a great time like are I'm you saying a- if if you went if you're let's say you're in a pool <laughs> okay. and you hit it at an angle you won't curve around the pool as you go up in the air no it's no that's not how things work in real oh, life. i love how okay. like if you um like botch coming off the side of a ramp, your guy just kind of stays sideways to the ground. Oh, right. And yep. it's like, uh, <laughs> you should probably do something about that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of weird seeing it now with like, I mean, it's not realistic graphics, but mm. it's, it's pretty good graphics. Oh, it's great. Yeah, they, they strive for some realism, but yeah, it's kind of funny seeing it nowadays with these just like, character models just standing straight up on a board and being yeah. sideways on the wall. I feel like they really did a good job with the um, remake of all the levels. Like they're definitely the same structure uh, that I remember them being, but it's like almost how I pictured those levels in my mind, you know, right. when in the era where graphics couldn't completely get you to that realism, you imagine in your head what these places would have looked like. Yeah. And yeah, it's really, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, it's that arcadey fun. This is just mm-hmm. the most video game video game I can think of. Did you make a skater? Did you make you? So Kayla made a skater. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's uh, this punk girl, nice. and yeah, she's 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 getting good. She's getting all those stat points, and 
getting really good at uh, spinning <laughs> and, and airtime. She her her skater profile was so punk rock that she's dying her hair in real life. <laughs> yeah, you know what? She might be emulating her her skater character. Oh, I'll, I'll ask her if that was the yeah. inspiration for that. You Not could to be get right. too too personal on the podcast here. But. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than yeah. that, you've been playing anything else? Yeah. So I have Marvel's Avengers. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Uh, slightly. So slightly I have, jealous. I've played the intro. So. I, I'm sure that you saw the the intro of, of the mm-hmm. game yeah. back at E3 or yeah. I don't know how many times they've showed it. It now. was a while ago they first showed it. Yeah. Right. Um, so I played through that whole sequence and I want to run through kind of the characters and, and how they feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game's graphics are gorgeous. This is a really fun, colorful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the footage and then the beta they definitely have some improvements that that it makes it look a lot better. Nice. So I, I would put it on on the level of like the Spider-Man game. Oh, we wow. get kind of the you know a shade of cartoony to it. Yeah. What are you what are you playing on? It's on. Uh, I have it on PS4. Okay, and no slowdown or anything. Or so I haven't really gotten any slowdown. I have a, cool. a a slim PS4, so not a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not the best at noticing that kind of stuff, but it's okay. it's played fine. Cool. Um, but yeah, so you start the game as as uh, Kamala Khan, and mm-hmm. she is a lot of fun. I, I know nothing of this of Miss Marvel or, or Gosh, anything. Man, what um, do now? So that's exactly cool. yeah. But she she's a fun character, uh, and yeah, it's it's that that sequence where you're playing through all the Avengers. They they uh, come under attack um, mm-hmm. at the bridge, and each character definitely feels different. The controls among them are are very similar, mm-hmm. but the the each each one feels different enough. Where I have characters that I really like playing, and then characters that I just hated playing. Right. Um, so like Thor and, and Hulk, I had a lot of fun with. Oh, cool! Yeah. But Iron Man is just atrocious. Really. Um, and I I think the the problem is you know we we have this idea of what iron man is supposed to do and how he's supposed mm-hmm. to move and he's you know really fast and and has all the pr- projectiles and mm-hmm. that doesn't really show up in this game you know there are sequences oh. where you're flying and and that that seems right but then when you're in like a brawl it'll just like plop down some guys and then you're just like either on the ground fighting them or you're kind of up in the air but you're okay. just like hovering and really slow okay. so I don't know if that kind of goes throughout the whole game. I hear that there are upgrades and you, you right. get some more fluidity to all this. Yeah. So do you think it'll, it'll be take the time to like upgrade each character? And I don't know. Uh, I, I hear the story is amazing, so I want to mm-hmm. definitely get through that and and see where it goes from there. But mm-hmm. I don't see myself pouring hours and hours into like the multiplayer right, component right. just to like build them all, all up yeah yeah so i have heard we'll similar things you know people like one character more than others and you know it, they either love iron man or hate iron man and if they love iron man they don't like the hulk but if they right. love the hulk they don't like iron man so it's funny that you kind of say the same thing yeah yeah it's yeah and you know it's hard not to compare thor's hammer and kratos's axe and right. Kratos's axe feels better, and oh, wow. that, that's you know a detriment to this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's and, also like the only character they had to make playable in that game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, yeah. so it's understandable, but there is still that comparison that you can't help it but have. Yeah. No, I mean I definitely I made that comparison 
when playing God of War, I'm like, oh, they basically just made an axe version of Mjolnir. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll have updates on on how it's going, but so far, like the the story is definitely compelling, mm-hmm. and you know, we we have we had Endgame what that right. was last year, so was, I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still in the uh, Avengers <laughs> are are fun to yeah. watch mode. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it's a good comic booky story. You know, it seems like fun. Yeah, I like that they picked uh, Modok as a villain. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't yeah. gotten that far, but I saw that he was in it. So right. Well, I mean, it's kind of all over the advertising, right? right? So exactly. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers there. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to get into our list? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So uh, just to reiterate, we're doing the top ten video game characters. Only one character allowed from each franchise. And uh, do you want to start off, or should I start off? Whose week is it? You know, I can't remember. I, you were supposed to keep track of this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'm going to do it then. Yeah, you go All ahead. Right, cool. So we're starting out with our honorable mentions, and my honorable mention is from the Star Fox series of games, and it is Falco Lombardi, dude. All right. <laughs> and the reason it's Falco Lombardi is because he's like pretty much as good a pilot as Fox, but he's just... He's that guy who's like, anytime Fox does something, he's like, I was just about to do that, Fox. You know, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a little oh, too well, anything you could do, I could do better. And he's like, they're on the same team, but he's always trying to get these little jabs in, you know? Sure. And he's just like, so, he's so incredulous. Like, <laughs> he's like cocky. Yeah. And like, you know, always like, anytime Fox like beats a boss, right? He's like, <laughs> Like I would have done it faster. Like, you yeah. Know, yeah, I would have done it one shot, Fox. And even uh, in Smash, he yeah. just has this like smirk on his face. Like yeah. he's he's doing a better job than everyone else. Yeah, it's it's a great character because he's like kind of jerky. He's like the Iceman, right, to the Maverick. And I think that's what they were going for. But I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's much better than that ever was in Top Gun. <laughs> because um now you get to see him like really interact with each other and and like you know even when he rescues fox right like even if fox has someone on his tail and like falco comes in and gets him like i don't remember all the lines of dialogue but even then he's like like fly better next time you know right right it's it's still like you're supposed to be the leader star fox but i just saved you kind of exactly yeah yeah, all all opportunities (laughs) yeah and i mean there are other characters right slip everybody loves slippy toad do they or do they Whoa! love to hate Slippy? <laughs> like, save me, Fox. Every yeah. level, he's like, save me. It's like the first, <laughs> I remember Star Fox 64, immediately Slippy's in trouble, like oh. before you even get over the water. <laughs> it's in- instant and constant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I have an interesting thing I want to build off of here. Okay. Um, so, not just Falco Lombardi, right? Great character. By far my pick. But have you, I don't think you played. Star Fox Zero for the Wii U. Did you? No, I completely okay. skipped that one. So I did. And I actually made it through a good chunk of that game. I did not beat it because it had this motion control with the Wii U gamepad that was like just so horrible. But if they remade that for the Switch without the motion control, the game itself was like a, almost a... I mean, it had new levels and it had little twists, but like there were a lot of parts from Star Fox 64 that were in the game. And it, there were times like it felt like it could have been so great if they just didn't implement that one control scheme. Um, and yeah, if they made it for the Switch, dude, I think it could be an instant win for Nintendo. Yeah, that's one of the... There the last Wii U ports that we have to get to, to have the full set. I think it would be great. Yeah. I'm for yeah, it. I, I could see them doing that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I did not play it, but it wasn't for lack of motion controls. I just yeah. didn't hear the greatest things, so I kind of skipped it. But right, right. If that, I mean, this is the the most praise I've heard about I, it. I, I tried. It, it was enough to keep me going through some really annoying gameplay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my honorable mention. I don't know if this is going to make you angry or what, but is it Star it, Fox? No, I'm kidding. no, no, no. no. <laughs> but it is Mario. Uh, he did not make my actual list. No, that's fine. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm okay, mad <laughs> dude. My list is like last week. Like our listeners are going to be like, "What are these guys talking about?" Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mario. I mean, he is one of the most iconic characters in existence, uh, mm-hmm. and I think at one time he was more recognizable than Mickey Mouse. And that's wow. kind of crazy to to yeah. think about. Yeah. Um, and he's still really recognizable to to pretty much everyone who's you know alive. Right. But uh, yeah, I, he's he's just a not much of a character yeah. uh, unless you look at like I don't know TV shows and and movies and stuff. But in the games, he's kind of just a guy who jumps around and right. smashes goombas. Like I'm the so. guy who's gonna save the princess. Right. That is yeah. it. That is Mario. Yeah. Nothing more. <laughs> no, you bring up a good point. Um, I didn't go for iconic. My list is not the icon okay. characters that people think of when they think of video games. And it's because people like Mario to me, they just, what's the character of Mario? Like, who is exactly. he? You know, when the princess is at home, who's Mario? A plumber. That's it. He's, that's it. There's not a lot <laughs> to him, you know? So, yeah, no, I agree. It's a good pick. I, I totally agree with it. Yeah. He's he's iconic, but not a lot. He's of not depth. one of the top. Not ten. a lot of depth there, dude. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So going right into the list. Yeah. Uh, my number ten. So imagine this, right? You're parched. It's the Wild West. You walk into a saloon, sit down at a bar, and behind you, you hear this gruffy, yet somewhat sweetly scratchy voice say something that just completely makes you feel like an idiot. And I'm talking about John Marston. Ah, <laughs> that's Dead what I thought you were going to yeah. say. <laughs> because like, the character's great, right? He's, he's like a man's man. But he has this in, just really quality gift of making every other character seem like they have bad ideas or are stupid. There are always these... I just, you know, honestly, I haven't played the game in, in quite some time, but I, I just remember him always having these lines when someone would come up with an idea or a scheme or like... Anytime he runs into anybody, like the snake oil salesman, he just says this a lot. Like he'll only have to say one thing that makes the other person feel stupid. Yeah, <laughs> just, I, I know exactly. Yeah. And it was with that snake oil salesman that I know exactly what you're talking about. He does it to everybody, though. It's and, the and best. They, all the it's always just like of, this, what are you doing? Kind of right. Line. And it's, yeah, it's perfect. And the, the characters like don't even acknowledge it sometimes. They're just yeah. like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a snake oil salesman. I'm going right. to go about my business. And then right. he, has that remark yeah and he does it to like all these other little side quests you get any character you run into on the side you know he runs into somebody who's like getting flowers for his dead wife or something and he's just like okay like you do you buddy <laughs> you know and goes about <laughs> his business it's just so so hilarious like he 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 realizes the ridiculousness of the world he lives in and has a perfect response for it every time yeah and uh yeah not to mention just the character itself he's dealing with being a, a man out of time right like right. His, his era ending and uh the things he's doing he has to come to terms with as well there's there's depth there for sure 
um, he's turning on his former friends. And you could tell, like, it's not an easy decision for him, but it's the only decision he has left. And it ends up costing him everything in the end. So, yeah, no, good character, though. Really, uh, like, always had me laughing, but also there's enough to the character. It wasn't just a one-dimensional, one-liner kind of character. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that voice actor really brought that character to life absolutely and i mean when i think of the voice and the the character and how they act it, it all matches up perfectly like that's mm. a real person to me yeah and yeah. I, I think that signifies a, a really good character so bravo to them for getting that right oh absolutely and i haven't played red dead redemption 2 but i've heard like the character is not bad but he's yeah. no john marston it's hard to duplicate something like this yeah, without John coming Marston off is, is in, like is uh, in yeah, Red Dead yeah, too, right, so right. you get even more depth to the character at that yeah. point. Yeah, but I feel like they couldn't make the if they were going with a different protagonist, you can't just make him like a copy of John Marston and not be John Marston because people would be like, "What is this? Right. This guy's just trying to be like you know John." <laughs> anyway, that's my number ten. Very good. Thank you. Good pick. So I will say that John Marston fought hard to get on my list. Oh, get out of town. Now you're angry. did not me. make it. Now you're making me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. He, he, he really, like, I, he was on there for a while, but then okay. he, he got bumped. Well, I so. mean, he, he only made number 10 on mine, and I love that game. So yeah. I can see how he didn't make your list. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so my number 10 comes from Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. and that is Handsome Jack. Okay. I saw uh, this on a lot of lists. Yeah, and yeah. and it's 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 justified, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so ahead. I've I've talked about Borderlands a lot on the show already, and part of the reason I like it is this one character. He is such a great villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the game, he he earns the title of villain because he is so nasty. Um, he's he's it's very funny, everything that's going on with this character. Uh, again, another good voice actor. I think that is probably the key component of all these uh, characters. Um, yeah. Most of them, I should say. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Handsome Jack, uh, you, you really, you, you see, and I don't want to spoil it too much because you haven't played it. And, right. and uh, th- there's a lot going on um, and spoilers that happen that make you understand why he does the things like he does. his motivation yeah that's exactly. a mark of a good character too yeah right right so he's not just this one note villain he has reasons to why he's so messed up mm-hmm. um and uh there were games that i didn't play that he's a part of and just i i know kind of what happens in those games right and it, it brings even more depth to the character and and you see like wow he he really came from this completely different circumstance and is now a changed character yeah and i think that's one of my favorite things about character development is just having a a really wide uh difference from let's say beginning to end right, um, right. so either growth or, or or just change in general is is the mark of a good character to me yeah and no, for, for sure jack definitely has that um, but yeah, the, he he kills some some pretty important characters, I'll say, and okay. it it really shows like okay, this guy is is maniacal in in the very best way, and right. I have to defeat him. Yeah, I think that's something that anytime you know film does it too. When you get you you can understand the villain right or or a character. 
I, I, I'm guessing he's the villain from the way you're putting it, right? <laughs> or at least some. He is the, the main villain for, okay. for two, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and like they kind of, you know, not to go back to Marvel so quickly, but they kind of did it with Thanos. Like you, you understand his logic and why he thinks the way he thinks, and it makes a great villain. Um, you don't agree yeah. with him necessarily, but right. you at least <laughs> understand the person's motivation for being evil. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a really good parallel for sure because that that was another villain that oh my gosh you yeah. he he was the definitely the worst marvel villain that we've He's seen cold just yeah. cold yeah <laughs> and they, in the marvel movies not not to get off on a tangent but yeah they have always had a problem with making a villain that you hate you know i mean i felt like they did it with loki right at yes. first at first right. um before he became like the punchline <laughs> right <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, no, no. After that, they really had a tough time with it. Yeah, definitely. There was a streak where it was like kind of weak villains. Right. But I also think um, Killmonger. Yes. In Black Panther was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, I agree. And the rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, man. Oof. Yeah, yeah. That was, that hit home, man. I have to say, I don't typically get like bent out of shape about celebrity, uh, celebrities passing away, but that one was rough. Yeah. Especially when, when they're so young, that's. Yeah. It it really hits for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, handsome Jack. Handsome Jack? Yep. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> handsome John. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So my number nine, going into number nine. My number nine is Edith Finch. And I don't think you've played What Remains of Edith Finch, have you? Okay. So in the course, throughout the course of the game, you basically get Edith's entire family story, but you also get her story as well. Um, and she is you, you are playing as Edith. She's the narrator. Uh, she's wise, uh, very curious, but also there's a sadness in her voice, like an acceptance of what her family is. And without having played the game, there's, her, her family just seems to have a curse, right? And she's on the fence throughout the game on whether or not she believes in it. And she's replaying you're playing but she's visiting um each room in this house that a different family member lived in as you visit these rooms you play as a little snippet as that character and find out how they died basically uh and she's going through this and you don't really know why she seems very accepting of her fate if it is in fact her fate but also just like wanting to know more about why this happens to her family and what the history behind it is um and then you come to find out that the reason she's back home and going over all this is because she's, well, I guess I'm really giving away spoilers here, right? <laughs> like this is a huge. I mean, I don't mind. All right. Well, you, people, if you haven't played it now, I don't know. I'm just yeah. going to assume you're never going to. So she's pregnant. Um, and at the end, it ends up being that the whole narration you're hearing is a letter she is writing to her kid. And it ends with like, oh, I guess you know if I'm not here to tell you these things that like the curse is kind of real, right? It's much more poetic than that. The entire Ooh. game is much more poetic than I'm saying it. But yeah, she, it ends up like she, she, you assume she dies in childbirth. Uh-huh. And uh, then it ends with like the kid back at the house, like there by himself or whatever. Oh my gosh. So, um. Yeah, but the whole time, like knowing that's the ending now, when you play it and you hear the way she describes things and the way she talks about her family and this curse, it's like, it's just, it comes across as a very real person, right? Like this extreme, like sadness for the people you've lost in your life and this understanding that, like, 
it's it's going to be you soon it's going to be you um and like the, also this fear of it happening to the ch- the child you're about to give life to like it's it's a great game and uh the character herself is really compelling so just to set the stage a little bit is this in first person it is yeah okay yeah. do you ever see the character of edith finch i don't think at any point you see her other than in pictures okay um, and they're not cur- they're not like recent photos. I think okay. you may see her in photos, and that's a maybe. If I'm not mistaken, you see her in photos at some point, but she's like, you know. So, do you think that helped you, like, as a player, get into that that role, or that did you, don't you feel see her? right? Did Did you feel like you were actually her? Did you was yeah. it kind of disconnected? No, I, I feel like the game would not have had the impact it had if it was like a third person game. Okay. Definitely and that, that's, would not have had the impact it had. That's the feeling that I'm getting just in, in hearing you describe it. And yeah, I, I think that makes game. it more powerful. There are times too, when you step into the shoes of a family member and like their stories, some of them you're like, really want them to die. Oh no. <laughs> not to give, well, Hey, like we're not all good people, man. Right. You right. Know? And some of these people you're like, well, can't say I'm sorry about it. You wow. Know? But oh there, are, there are a lot of them that like, as you're playing, you, you kind of start to see where it's going before it gets there. And you're just like, Oh my God, like this is, I need to play this. This is I'm, I'm like intrigued uh, now. You should play it. I, I, I can't recommend this game enough. Wow. It's not long. It's not long. Yeah. A few hours, you know, four hours, it's on game six too. hours. And it's definitely <laughs> worth a play. Wow. Okay, man. Yeah. I didn't think I would be getting game recommendations in our character list, but that, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued with that, should, that whole scenario. Tell me what you think. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to my number nine. And maybe it doesn't have the depth that we're talking about with Edith Finch, but uh, Mr. Nathan Drake uh, holds oh, a special wow. place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I am a huge Harrison Ford yeah. and more specifically Indiana Jones fan. Yeah. And Nathan Drake is the closest we ever get in a vi- in the video game medium. Mm-hmm. So I draw the parallels there between those two characters. It's an easy parallel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't quite make sense, but you know, Nathan Drake is, is the best we got. And yeah, just <laughs> just shooting off these one-liners as he's just committing mass genocide. It's just <laughs> you got to smile at, at a certain point. Nathan Drake yeah. is the best we could have hoped for. Not the best we got. That man He's, is a gem. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Nolan North bringing it to life with uh, one of his many characters. Uh, but, yeah, th- there's there's so much you can say about Nathan. But it, yeah. it, it's it's the humor uh, that, that really gets you. And uh, have you ever seen that uh, Nathan Fillion, uh, like, one shot of... Uh, yeah, it was Nathan like a Drake. short movie. It was like a short movie. Right, yeah, right, it was like a right, I don't right. know five ten minute thing. Yeah, uh, but it's it's basically Nathan Fillion uh, with some Firefly thrown in there. Uh, yeah, that that that's the character of Nathan Drake, yeah. and the the surrounding characters around him all make him more believable and and more of a, a guy you root for uh, because right. he is. He's not a great guy when it when it comes down to it. He's, he's thieving. He's, not, he's oh, killing. God. You know. Not oh, not great things. Come on, let's not beat the guy up. <laughs> well, I mean, at least Indiana Jones has a, a noble. He, I, I don't cause. I, all right, he has a heart of gold, though, dude. Yeah. Nathan Drake, when push comes to shove, is the good guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, he doesn't want to admit it. He puts on a front, but he is the good guy. Yeah, but so he will I'm, he will never question stealing a, a precious artifact from no, himself. No, but what the <laughs> hell, right? Like, who cares? <laughs> so I'm surprised it's this low on your list, to be honest with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, also, he's yeah. But yeah. There's some there's some competition. So oh, for sure. No, there's some competition, but uh, <laughs> the cream rises to the top. Is that what the saying is? Sounds about right. That's what the saying is. Well, I know it's, I know one particular saying in particular, if you want to know. I know this one's correct. It says, you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's right. And I am talking about Big Boss from the Metal Gear Solid game. It's, I know it's a Batman quote. Oh, I was going to say. You expecting it's, it's like someone else said that. <laughs> okay. But the quote fits this character. I see. Um, and, uh, th- yeah, big boss. So, you know, you don't know until the third Metal Gear Solid game, which is a prequel, but, you, you know, you kind of get some backstory in the first two games. You understand that big boss was once one of the good guys, right? And uh, in the third game is where you get this revelation that you play as big boss and it's during the Cold War and he has this mission, blah, blah, blah. And it ends up he has to kill his, his former trainer, like the, his mentor, right? Uh, boss, this uh, woman who trained him, taught him everything he knows, basically. And he is sent to kill her. And it's during this that she gives this monologue and he kind of has this realization that he will always be a pawn. Uh, he's only a soldier. He might be the best soldier that ever lived, but that's all he will ever be. And they will always just send him to kill, right? So in the games that take place um, on the timeline later, like linearly on the later, later uh, he is the villain of those games. He is trying to create his own society, his own nation of, uh, you know, first it's, um, gosh, what's the name of it? Oh, I can't remember, but it's something like, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. Anyway, like I keep wanting to say Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's not it, but it sounds something <laughs> like that. Oh, anyway, so he 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 does this twice, right? Um, where he tries to cr- create and live outside of this this um, structure that Boss had warned him about, right? He tries to create a life of his own and 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 a country of his own, and not be the hero anymore. Which which like you end up these games are all you know Metal Gear Solid's out there, right? Like I'm sure there are people that know the lore way better than I do. It's been a long time since I played it. But the gist of it is that he doesn't want to just be sent to kill anymore. He wants to do it on his own terms. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> and, and these games kind of have this loop where he he was uh, rendered um, infertile, like he couldn't have kids, right? But they used him to clone, and he's basically also Solid Snake, who everybody knows and loves, but also Liquid Snake and Solidus Snake, who end up being villains. Um, so there's a lot there. But Solid Snake's journey kind of mirrors uh, big bosses in a lot of ways, right? He's the soldier that just like unquestionably does the dirty work for the people sending him out to do it. And then he starts getting a conscious. And it's just this idea of a, of a villain who's very poetic and the experience that he has. And it's funny to see eventually his, his, the person who takes on his mantle kind of live the same way and go through the same growth and the same learning process. And uh, yeah, it's just interesting. It's a good character though. Also, he's really gruff and he's like a dude, you know, man's man and a tough guy, but they always have these really like poetic lines in there too, that are extremely well-written. Yeah. So there's, there's depth to this character. 
I still can't say that I know who this character is because of all the clones and stuff. <laughs> Are you serious? Is he Did the I older looking guy? The lay down? Did, is he what? Is he the so? Is he the one with the gray hair and the eye patch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's big boss. And you you play as him only in three, or do you play as him in one and two? I th- no, you don't play as him in one and two because that's him in solid. Snake. That's solid snake man. That's the and clone. that's his clone. His clone. Yeah, okay. but you're also fighting against the other clone in one. Oh my god, <laughs> liquid. It's snake. so confusing. <laughs> and liquid snake ends up getting his arm put on revolver ocelot and he could kind of take over him too so now revolver ocelot is liquid snake and revolver ocelot. are you oh not following God. here you're not oh getting any of this is anime this is. is all anime it's totally anime <laughs> <laughs> it is of uh. course it is here let me see um it's outer heaven i think is what it was called i'm sitting here horizon zero dawn but i think it was called <laughs> outer, outer heaven. heaven yeah i, I can just see those too i was just typing like <laughs> i gotta look this up but I, i'm pretty yeah. sure it's outer heaven <laughs> outer heaven I don't know where, how I thought that sounded like Horizon Zero Dawn. Dude. I can't wait to play Outer Heaven Forbidden West. That's going to be such a good game. Hey, if you guys ever want to tell me the correct lore of Metal Gear Solid, because I'm sure I just bumbled it all up. But I know I like Big Boss, and that's all that matters. Uh, you can let me know how wrong I am at uh, listoffpodcast at gmail.com, on uh, Instagram at listoffpodcast, on Twitter at listoff underscore podcast, and on Facebook at listoffpodcast. All right. <laughs> Here we go. You really let me like dig myself into a hole there. You're like, just keep talking, buddy. But hey, eventually I got to outer heaven, and all is right with the world. So Perfect. Take that, Brian. He sounds like a bad villain. He's a good guy and a good <laughs> bad villain. <laughs> Perfect. It sounds very complicated. It's a villain who you understand after you play the third game. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm surprised that we have a lot of villains on our list, but that's I mean, characters are characters and yeah. if they're good, that's Yeah. So I wouldn't say I have a lot. But yeah. That's one. I, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll okay. get to some well, of mine. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so uh what are we on number eight yes okay <laughs> i'll just i won't take as much time on the next one no no that was those we needed to understand or i needed to understand who, who this character was okay, okay. so no, my number eight is from tom clancy's splinter cell none oh. other than sam fisher right so i loved these games i thought he was such a cool agent mm-hmm. and Again, I'm going to say it, but that the voice actor makes the character in a lot of circumstances, or at least contributes yeah. a significant amount. Yeah. And Michael Ironside just did a, a great job bringing oh, this I character no idea to it life. Was Michael Ironside, That's yeah, awesome. yeah, Starship Troopers fan. Yeah, they got some real talent there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I think in in subsequent games they have used other voice actors, and it always kind of falls flat when you don't have the original voice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson to to other instances that this happens yeah uh, a lot of the times you, you can't separate these voices from these characters so yeah sam fisher splinter cell um you he does a lot of talking he does a, he does a lot of growth throughout these games um but it's it it just feels awesome being this character and just sneaking in the shadows and it's another instance where you are the best at what you do and that that is <laughs> yeah. always it's that power fantasy you know right 
So yeah, he, he, uh, never makes mistakes. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's always fun to, to play as him. So yeah. I think it's more of just like the, the mechanics for me in this character, right. um, just being like a super spy. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I actually never really got into Splinter Cell because when they were gaining traction, I was like, whatever, I'm a Metal Gear Solid fan. There you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like that age when it was like pick your side kind of thing. It's kind of funny that, yeah. that our number eights are, are from two right. opposite sides of the same spectrum. It's funny that Sam Fisher doesn't, you know, it's a power fantasy. When you're playing these Metal Gear Solid games, you very much make mistakes. You die a lot. <laughs> and it's like the gameplay is trial and error. So like when you're, when you're big boss in the game that you play as big boss number three snake eater it takes place in the past so like if you die or if you kill a character who's alive in later games it'll be like you created a time paradox oh, and it'll kick you back yeah it'll be like you died. yeah it's pretty funny that's that's hilarious yeah. i like that yeah so wow. uh, moving on to number seven though yeah and have you ever played the walking dead telltale games i briefly tried it on my vita and wow. did not progress. Yeah, well, I've played them. And I have to tell you, my number seven character is Clementine. Uh, the game, the first game I played uh, in the second game as well, and there's like a little tie-in that she's not in in between the two. But uh, her growth in that first game with Lee is is really cool. She starts out as this very timid girl, and you can see that she, you know, once Lee, you play as Lee predominantly in that first game, uh, takes her under her wing. You can start seeing she's really picking up on what he's doing. So when you're playing as Lee, there's like all these this pressure to like try to do good, but really like no, there's no good in this game. You could try to make the good decisions, but it only leads to like bad outcomes. Oh, <laughs> it, no. it, you know, telltale games, right? They right. really like mess with you like that. And uh, but as the each game goes on, she's tougher and more cold and just more of a product of the world she lives in, and a really cool character. Lots of like you know very strong um but another one that just has a really a conscious you know in a world where there are many people who don't have one she shines because she never loses her humanity right and everybody has that like especially with the walking dead like we are the walking dead that like revelation that like wait a minute the walking dead isn't a they're not talking about the zombies as the walking dead (laughs) the people who are alive are the walking dead but like she's like that life still that's that keeps going right these people who don't lose themselves in a harsh world and that is very much what what clementine is as a character how, how old is she in this game like roughly it very it, it depends she's okay. um, basically like an adult by the end game oh okay uh by the, i think it was like three it's the last one i played but in the first game she's a kid she's like maybe i don't know I, she might even say her age in the first game so i don't sure. want to take a guess and be way off but if right. i had it'd be like six to eight maybe oh wow but okay. maybe she's like 10 i don't know what are, what are kids <laughs> right. i have a two-year-old she's yeah. not two we, we haven't got we haven't gotten there yet <laughs> she's older than two <laughs> that's great yeah i know that man much. i want to play as a two-year-old <laughs> we in the first game you don't really play as her but like they definitely make you feel like you're doing horrible things in front of a kid because you're like in a zombie apocalypse right yeah and there are bad people that you have to like kill and it'll give you these little things like what will you do clementine is watching oh no <laughs> it's like well, oh i don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> this little kid's watching me i can't like 
bash this guy's head in. It's horrifying. It is. It's these games. They're fun though. They're good games. They're good games. And ultimately, it's the illusion of choice, right? Like the outcome ends up always the same. I think some characters may last longer depending on the decisions you make, but ultimately, like the end of the game is the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The only Telltale game I played was a little bit of. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands and mm. it's because I love that franchise so much and I heard good things but I I don't think these kind of games are for me uh, for whatever reason um, yeah. I, I, I get the appeal but I, I never am able to stick all the way through them. I just have to talk about it. I played the first two back to back and in the first game at the end of the game right there's a character I think I believe in the first game gets bit and you have to amputate and they live because you amputated right? And then in the second game, as you're playing as Clementine, you run into a character from the first game and you're like escaping this bad group and his like girlfriend gets bit. So it gives you the option, like, what do you do? And one of like, it's like chop off her arm. So you're thinking, oh, this worked out in the first game, right? So, so I'm like chop off her arm before the infection spreads. So I do it. And like, because we're surrounded by zombies, I'm chopping off her arm, and she gets eaten by zombies, and the poor guy just looks at me like, what the heck are you oh doing? Oh, my gosh. So for, like, the rest of the game, this guy hated me. Jeez. Not only did his, like, significant other get eaten by zombies, I was chopping off her arm while it was happening. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. I don't this know why so I decided horrifying. to do it. I probably should have waited. <laughs> And that makes Clementine one of your favorite characters. But I'm like, well, it worked before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably would have done the same thing. Uh, that's how they. All made right. It. <laughs> so, pivoting from Clementine, my number seven is Banjo <laughs> from Banjo wow. and Kazooie. <laughs> we have different lists. <laughs> we have very different lists. I think we do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think going in in my similar fashion. Uh, of banjo constantly beating out mario in these lists (laughs) banjo makes the list number one and he's just he's just a lovable bear you know he's he's racing he's going on adventures he's like indiana jones if you really think about it but uh yeah banjo does banjo talk yeah, he go. Uh, uh, That's not talking. He says, yeah, but he, he, you know, they have to translate it, and he's saying real things. This guy's uh, just Mario. Well, he's Mario with more purpose. You know, if, I thought you were going to say he's Mario with a bird, and I was like, you're not bringing Kazooie into this. No, I'm not, and and I I don't bring Kazooie into this because mm-hmm. that's a separate character. We right. saw that in Banjo Tooie. That's right. You know, you play as them separately, and. Kazooie doesn't do all the things that Banjo does. Banjo, like I said, he can race cars. He can build cars. He can build rocket ships. There are so many things that Banjo can do, and it's not because of Kazooie. But can he fly? He cannot fly, but he can make a plane, and then he can fly around, and that's important. Depends on the game. Anyway, (laughs) I'm like really crapping on your pick here. I like Banjo. Banjo can be a crocodile he can be a washing machine there's so many things that this character does and he does it all well if he you're really does on, time out if you're going by all this dude mario can do like quite a lot too if, all right so your because argument for mario was because mario's not a character because of cappy let's look mario can turn himself into a raccoon tailed plumber that flies okay all right he can turn himself into a hammer brother can he turn himself into a dinosaur without cappy 
but he could do it. He he he, he could do it with Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hey, Banjo can can run around the world as a gigantic Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I think that's pretty cool. Yes, he needs Mumbo Jumbo's help, but he is still so you're still bringing in an out, outside help. Same with Mario, you're bringing well, in an outside help. But I think I don't know. I think Mario is still like part of the cap and is not actually the t-rex it's, I'm it's gonna, very i'm not going to beat up your love of Banjo, it's kind of the, the big I boss think we can scenario agree this is not objective <laughs> this is subjective and i'm going to leave it at that and let you go on about banjo a little longer if you want to <laughs> the only so the bad thing about banjo is they kind of did kill his character design in nuts and bolts that was the the one thing i was not a fan of i i like the previous banjo what they do to him they made him very blocky. Uh, did you ever play oh, Nuts yeah, and Bolts? Yeah, he was kind of like buff, right? Like yeah, he was, he was bigger and like his his uh, whole snout and nose, it was all kind of like square. Yeah. So, no, we, we, need a, we need a huggable bear. So, yeah, number seven, Banjo. Woo-hoo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving on to number six. I like Banjo. Don't, don't get the feeling yeah. I don't. My number six is B.J. Blaskowitz from the okay. Wolfenstein games. Yeah, yeah, none other than William Blaskowitz. <laughs> he, uh, he's a great character. I mean, so, you know, the prior Wolfenstein games, he's just kind of a face, and he's very much the Doom guy type. Right. Right? Like, I'm a guy who grunts and shoots things. But in these games, these newer games, there is a lot of depth there. He's a character who knows he is a soldier, and that is what he's good at. And he knows that his calling is to fight like evil and i think we could all agree nazis are evil yes <laughs> and uh he knows this will lead to his downfall he has this acceptance and um another one of those like could very easily could have been another macho dude video game character right but they didn't do it that way they have these little snippets where like he hopes for a future right in like the midst of the most horrific things you've seen because it's not just like regular nazis it's like experiments on crazy thing like you're seeing horrifying creatures and robots and all and it's like nightmare fuel right as you're playing these games at times and in the middle of all that he like gets knocked out and he daydreams about like a picnic that he'll have with his family someday because of the fight right so it keeps him going right it's his motivation to continue his fight and um there's always this monologue going on in there and it's it's extremely well written and you know when you talk about portrayals this is I, I don't know the name of the voice actor and i feel terrible now because you've been naming all these voice actors but whoever does this character just nails it um i mean i don't think it's a nolan north i don't think it's one of these guys that like oh people know about and maybe i'm wrong you know i'm not really into the world of voice acting but but this guy just kills it it's an extremely good portrayal and uh you know, he's accepted his fate as a soldier. He knows what comes with it, but he still has that sliver of hope that, like, he is going to see the tomorrow that he is fighting for. It's great. Nice. Do you always play as him in, like, I know there's, like, Wolfenstein, New Blood, Old Colossus, all these different... Yeah. Um, are you played- always... So I haven't played the most recent one. I think you play as his daughters. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, the only one where you don't one. play but as I, him. I, I haven't played it. I was interested, of course. Like, I love these Wolfenstein games. Um, 
and they really nailed it with uh the new colossus mm-hmm. um is that the second one whatever the second one is yeah the new Colossus. i get i get confused the with the new and the, the old the old they... is the first one and the new is the second one i think i'm pretty sure okay um but with uh I, I really was kind of looking forward to the third. I was like debating getting it day one. And then man, it came out and those reviews were yeah, not cool. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately I avoided it. I would have liked to see more of the story, but um, great story in these games. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, I, I've always been tempted to play it. Uh, I've heard should, good, if, good things about them. They're on PS now. Um, last yeah. I checked. I mean, that's how I played them. And, right. Uh, yeah. They're worth it for sure. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, my number six is the Master Chief, and so he. <laughs> I think I think I did go with some more iconic ones for sure. I don't get me wrong. There there are some other ones on my list that I, I think will be a little on more on what what you're going for, mm-hmm. but Master. Th- this is another instance of you love playing this character because you can put yourself in this character's shoes mm-hmm. and the the game does a good job of like, you feel like you are this super soldier. I know we keep kind of saying this soldier thing, but yeah. well, it's it, video it, games. So it, exactly. Yeah. Video games are, yeah, most of them are meant to be like, you want to have this power fantasy or be this character and, and save the world. Yeah. And master chief does this and accomplishes this mm-hmm. and he says just enough to to not have it break the immersion of you pretending to be him <laughs> yeah so yeah just just seeing him do all these cool things and and all these different settings is has always been fun no he's a guy with a gun for sure that's right yep doom guy so 2.0 my lists are like it, we have types right I'm like, oh, these people poetic and understand their <laughs> plays and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, they don't say much, but they do cool things. That's right. <laughs> okay. Or they're colorful. Yeah. You know, being colorful is, is fun. Yeah. Hey, you know this guy. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have some other ones that'll your be Your list good. is good. Yeah. I am mean, kidding. I enjoy every single character that's made your list so far. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad we're not the same. Yeah. I was afraid we would be. But uh, Master Chief, yep. <laughs> guy with a gun that's right <laughs> sometimes the sword <laughs> no, okay. yeah let's see hey he's no. sometimes a guy that, with a gun sometimes a sword right. you never know yeah sometimes you know so moving into the top five yes this is where it gets real this is real my number five is luigi no it's not Yes, it is. Of course it's, it's Luigi. Luigi. Of course it's Luigi. Remember, one you character... You just gave me all this crap about... Oh, stop, 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 I'm about to get there, dude. I'm about to ruin your life oh my with gosh. this knowledge I'm about to drop on you. Oh, no, it's geez. one character from each franchise, right? Everybody knows Luigi is the biggest character out of the Mario Brothers. He's what does so that much, mean? He's so much more of a character than Mario, right? Mario is like... I'm going to go get the princess. And Luigi has like this depth of like, oh, like it's my brother. I'm a coward. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Exactly. You get it. See, I don't even have to explain this. I'm a coward, but it's my brother and it's his girl. And I have to step up and be brave for them. Right. I'm a coward. Oh, these ghosts, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's so terrible. <laughs> But, like, what does he do? What does he do? He picks he up that vacuum. Clothes ghosts up, doesn't he? Yep. 
That's right. Like Luigi is the man, dude. <laughs> he he has serious character. He's brave when he needs to be brave, but he's also a little frightened. I feel like Luigi's life is a disaster. Don't you though? I feel bad for Luigi too because like if you look at him, he's always like even in in like Smash Brothers, he's like I don't really belong here. Yeah. Like what am his I doing taunt- here? His, his taunt is to put his hands behind his back and like give the the right. weakest kick I've ever seen in my but life. But it knocks people out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like so but like he has those other moves like his jump, he's kind of trying to be like his brother, but he has to hit him in the sweet spot where it's like nothing. His jumping attack, even like his forward running attack, he's just kind of like putting his head back and hoping he hits something, right? But like I feel bad for him too because he has I think it's anxiety. I think Luigi has a lot a lot of anxiety. Because if you listen, he's always like, oh you know, he's always doing these little like hmm, like I hope this works out. And um yeah, even more depth to him. Maybe Luigi can teach Mario a uh, little humility. I think Mario's got his life under control and Luigi can be summed up with his victory pose from Smash. And that's just to fall flat on his oh, face. Oh, that's the best, though. That is the best victory pose where he like falls flat and like does a little boat rock. It's the that's great, him. Do you, if you don't like that, then, <laughs> then you definitely I, I, don't understand this. Point. I like it because it's what Luigi is, and that's where he deserves to be. Luigi's the better Mario brother. You can have your banjo, and I will have my <laughs> Luigi love. Okay? Man. All right. Moving on. <laughs> You can crap on it. It's cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the real the real five. Here we go. My number five, the faceless soldier, until you put your body, heart, and soul into Commander Shepard <laughs> from the Mass Effect universe. Right. Do you so want to be you a mean? man? You can be a man. Do you oh, want to cool. be a woman? You can be a woman. And just you live your life. You make those decisions. Yeah. And th- this is you. You are putting yourself into this character for three games. And are That's you going to cool. save humanity? I don't know. But it's, it's your decisions that help you get to that, that finale. Yeah. And it's you'll ambitious. have to choose red, blue, or green at the end. It's ambitious. But what did you mean when you said the real number five? I mean, Were you implying mine was fake? No, I, both of ours are real number okay, fives. Okay. This is where it gets right. real, right. I should say. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just to clarify. So that's, yeah. no, I, 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 if I couldn't put him on my list, obviously, but I do see right. that he is revered as one of the best characters in gaming. So I'll give you this one. So I say all that. I was unable to rightfully change my appearance of my character mm-hmm. because i hear the the voice in my head and see that character mm-hmm. so i i went with the default shepherd yeah and that's how i played the game yeah i'm sure a lot of people did i mean that's how you see him in a lot of media right, right. so like the yeah. the game box posters yeah. trailers generic it, it, like like shaved head white yep. guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah but yeah. still it's it's the there, there are so many instances of talking with other characters mm-hmm. that it, it builds up Commander Shepard and, right. and you, you get a sense of, of who this person is. And, you know, you, you can 
make or break that with the different decisions in the game. Cool. But I, I think the ability to like, yes, I'm going to be a Paragon good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that ability is, is just it, it. Yeah. You define the character. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. I think. <laughs> yeah, without having with not having played any of them yeah it's, my number four say. moving on because we are yeah. we are i know yeah yeah time, we gotta get going man. yeah it's all good <laughs> so my number four right resident evil has a, some of the best most memorable characters i think you could agree with me there yeah. right some best some best hair too yeah absolutely but i am going with jill valentine ah yeah. i thought it was going to be a leon the master of unlocking aka the sandwich that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like in the first game right jill is extremely capable from the get-go um most people would choose jill over chris in the first game because she starts with a handgun and yeah. she starts with the lock pick and all these little benefits that you get playing as jill chris can take more damage he's a little more tanky because you know guys are tougher right <laughs> Like, okay, hey man, Capcom. Chris Redfields <laughs> can punch a boulder well, the size of a skyscraper. I, I don't know about in the first game. I think he worked <laughs> up to that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, she's um, very capable right from the get-go. And this experience only makes her more capable. By the time you play as her in Resident Evil 3, like she is tough as nails. I, I, it, my favorite part of the Resident Evil 3 make that came out this year was by far their characterization of Jill Valentine. She is like sassy. She doesn't take like crap from anybody. Carl, like, so a big thing people meme now is that in the original Resident Evil 3, every single time you run into Carlos, he's like, hey, Jill, when are we going to hook up? Oh, jeez. You know, and Jill's <laughs> like, it's always kind of like, oh, like, get over it, dude. We're trying right. to survive the zombie apocalypse. But it happens like once or twice in this game, right? Where he yeah. says something. And she just always has this perfect comeback. Like, and it, yeah, her, she's so good in this game and she's so capable. She's able to survive Nemesis. I mean, you know, and, and it's not just that. They start out in her apartment and um, you could see she did not let, she's like a pit bull. She did not let go of this uh, raccoon or the um, Arclay Mountain incident, right? She has like the detective board with all the red lines connecting things. She's definitely trying to find out why this happened, who's behind it, and that's why they send Nemesis after her. They know like these stars people survived this, and now they have to quiet them. Um, but she's like Bruce Willis in a, you know, Die Hard, right? She's like a female version of Bruce Willis. She's got like a pizza laying out, a bunch of like empty beer bottles in her apartment. <laughs> she's definitely got a headache. Yeah, she's like that that quintessential like cop, you know, from yeah. like the 80s movies, right? <laughs> um, and they just do such a good job with her. She's a joy to play as, uh, you know, you you almost feel powerful, in a game where like the things coming after you yeah scarce resources are impossible to kill yeah. yeah and scarce resources but like she does such a good job of instilling confidence in you that you know you never feel as threatened as you should in that mm-hmm. game and um yeah i just think like the one liners the dialogue was super witty just uh yeah if and by- if, you, if you don't play through resident evil 3 for any other reason play through it just to see her character yeah, so are you going with her Resident Evil 3 character? Because she with knows some person. places. 
So yeah, like in, in five, she's like this like super right. spy, like working for Wesker kind of thing. Right. But she's also like, got. I, I feel like that really lessens the character actually. Okay. Um, when she has like the whole chest thing right. going she's like, and she's under, like control. under control. Right. Like let's, we're not talking about those, those. Got it. Okay. Games, you know? All right. Um, prior. Yeah. Prior to, prior to that. I would say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she does eventually get out of that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But no, and, and uh, I haven't played. I actually haven't played the Revelations games, but I really want to because I think she's in the, she, the first she Revelations is. game is primarily her, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really have to play that. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four is Kratos, and Kratos would never make my list if it weren't for God of War <laughs> 2018, it's because a, yeah. prior to that, he's just I'm Kratos and I'm angry. Yeah. And now we have so much more depth mm-hmm. and he does it all without saying but like three words at a time and i think that really speaks to how they have developed this character over time yeah and you see the pain that he's going through you you feel all this tragedy that's happened in his life yeah and how he just he's got to keep moving and yeah. it's it's not because like he's not living out his life because of his kid, at mm-hmm. least in the beginning, he's just like, well, I'm Kratos and we're just going to keep trudging along. Yeah. And yeah. then over that course of that game, th- there is much more uh, development that I feel like he always was doing it for the kid. You just start figuring out more about That's that true. as the game goes on. Yeah. You know, you I mean, start, he loses at first. His... He, he, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say like, he loses his, you know, part of his family with his wife mm-hmm. and, it, that's hard, you know, yeah. for for uh, someone obviously to to have that happen, and yeah. even this godlike character, you know, yeah. it's you you still feel it all the same. Yeah, well, it's like at first he feels like he has to be hard, right? And then the characters that are, are around him throughout the game kind of lessen that a little bit, and you start right. seeing that his true motivation is the kid, right? But um. Yeah, I, I really wanted to put him on my list. Spoiler alert, he's not. And it's because Ooh. of the other games. It's really because oh. of the other games. Like, <laughs> the, because you haven't played them, or because he is a different character at that no, point? No, because he's a different character. Okay. Yeah. 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 But well, I, I agree. Like, in the it, fourth, the, the mocap and, like, the facial capture were so good yeah. that he didn't have to say a lot. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Number four. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> so my number three is from The Legend of Zelda. And it wouldn't be The Legend of Zelda without Princess Zelda. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm choosing Princess Zelda, specifically Princess Zelda from Breath of the Wild. It's got to be. It has to be, right? Yeah. Like, I That's mean, and I know one. it's one character per franchise, right? And there is like Midna, there are the King of Red Lions. There's a lot of great characters in the Legend of Zelda franchise. But like, for me, they never had as much character depth as they did for princess zelda and breath of the wild i just felt like you know she felt the burden of the responsibility she should have had to save hyrule and uh she didn't have the means to do it right Right. so she was unwilling to accept that she studied the world she found ways like possible ways to like still defend hyrule to still come out on top through all this and um 
I yeah, mean, the, she's a scientist in this right. game. Like, I've really, never seen that before. No, I know. And it's great. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's the best portrayal of, of Zelda by far. Um, not to mention, if you want to bring up other games, like in Ocarina of Time, she was great, right? She becomes Sheik, who is iconic right. at this point, too. And uh, boy, that reveal really got me. I had yeah. no clue. Like, little kid me, I don't know right. how I missed that. Like, I honestly <laughs> don't. But I did. Yeah. I did miss it somehow oh, i did too for sure and, uh, when it was like just kidding i'm princess zelda i was like <laughs> no way well she has like red eyes how are you supposed to know that right like i mean it's all blocky <laughs> it's yeah. all blocky anyway <laughs> but yeah no i just think this character had um and then you know eventually like that power does manifest itself and she does become the person to uh save hyrule that helps yeah save hyrule. And, and we always and i think that that's a great conclusion yeah and i think it's a great conclusion to it because it gave her the opportunity to find out who she was without that power Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah i like who she is without that power she ended up being a wonderful character yeah yeah i think that's a good pick you know i i like i it it all comes down to what they did in breath of the wild to make her what Mm -hmm. she is and i really think they have an opportunity for the sequel to let you play as her in some capacity wouldn't it I think that would be incredible. Yeah. So we'll we'll see that that trailer. Hopefully that's why that game hasn't come out yet. They're just yeah. <laughs> the the trailer. I don't know for whatever reason it gave me vibes like hmm maybe we will get to play as her. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, my number three in that case. Okay. Is Lara Croft. Yeah. And I think it's important because she was, and I guess this kind of goes on the iconic side of things but she was one of the first female lead Mm. characters in a video game and she she made it happen you know you you got this this group of video gamers who were primarily men at the time or boys and they they played as her and you know she she holds her own Mm. and i think in the remake the all let's say the the trilogy of, of the remake she is a a great character through and through and definitely has the the story arc of someone who has never like hurt a a fly in her life and then you know she gets to the point where she has to survive and and kill people to 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 do that Mm -hmm. and by the third game she's just like rambo but (laughs) she's she she has that whole arc to her and they make her a real character that that you know I, i think yeah, I really got to play these sense. games. I, I know I've, I've I've missed the new ones. Um, you haven't somehow. played them at all. No, no. Oh my gosh, they yeah. are they're clones of Uncharted, but they do enough different things with like the crafting and and I would say definitely more exploration. There are more like especially in this. Well, no, all three games are like larger zones that you explore, and they I've have like turned on one of them, you know, and I played like two minutes or five I minutes or something. highly recommend it i um, should i should yeah. yeah it's it's those sections of uncharted with the jeep mm-hmm. that you can explore the world but way more dense and way more interesting i really want to play the first one of the of the remakes um but for some reason it hasn't popped up on like ps now or ps plus yet so it's I, popped up on ps plus i think in the past probably so maybe, maybe way before they i had a ps4 I right think it was yeah i, I think yeah. they probably like did it and then ah, eh, we don't need to do it yeah again. no but i agree that's a great pick i mean laura, laura croft is like when people think of a female video game protagonist that's ha- has to be the first one that pops in most people's heads sure yeah yeah 
So this is it. Top two, right? Yep. Top two. Oh, man. <laughs> so my number two, Brian, is from The Last of Us. And it's Ellie. Yep. Yeah. It, I knew it, that was coming at some ha- point. I, I, man, so picking a character from these games, right? There are a lot of characters that I wanted to pick. Joel, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby, of course. But ultimately, it had to be Ellie. Uh, these first two games are, are Ellie's story. It's, right. uh, and the character herself is just incredible. You see her growth, and finally, some growth from her in the second game. But the whole game is her arc of like getting to that point. Um, and the first game, she's that life in a world where people don't have it right i kind of said the same thing with clementine like she's that bit of humanity left she's still cracking jokes reading her book like she is light in a dark world right and uh and i don't blame joel at all for not wanting to let that go because by the end of the game because of how the character was portrayed and acted and written none of us wanted to let that happen. Like none of us wanted to see Ellie die. And that to me speaks of the strength of the character. And yeah, the second game only built upon that. You felt the pain that she was going through to lose that father figure. And then in those moments, those flashback moments, you felt the happiness along with her, you know? And, and I think for the game being third person for you jumping around and playing as different characters, there are these moments where you feel like you're Ellie, Right. And I know we had the top 10 moments from the last of us part two and everything, but that moment in the spaceship, like you, you feel that you feel those emotions. And so many times in these games, you feel the emotion that Ellie feels over any other character involved. Right. I mean, obviously there's one big moment where you feel the emotion Joel feels (laughs) in the first game, but, uh, but no, I just think if, if it was, it's probably as far as, I don't know. I, I can't say it's my favorite character from any game because she's number two on my list. <laughs> but as far as like how she's written and how she's portrayed, it might be my, my number one is my favorite for different reasons. I think there's probably no other character in video game that has ever been acted or written as well as Ellie. I think you're absolutely right on that. And I, th- I think she, they, they have made this up an actual person and the these scenes like whenever she's playing the guitar you mm. feel everything that she's feeling you you understand what she's going through and i think you know that that's reflected i small spoiler let's say in in the end of of that game and and yeah. the guitar scene there yeah uh but just just to have her sit sit there at the end and and have that scene you you feel everything that she's ever mm-hmm. gone through yeah and because that that character is a real person. Yeah. No, I thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good pick. Yeah. Uh Last of Us is not on my list. No wow. no characters from there. Are you serious? I am serious. Who I am I, I talking thought, to right now. I know. Hey Who man, is I, this guy? I I I thought put, a lot. Oh, I don't even want to get into this, dude. <laughs> we I don't know if we have time for this, Brian, but you put uh, banjo. <laughs> <laughs> I let you go with the best soundtrack. I praised you. Borderline praised you for saying Banjo-Kazooie had the best soundtrack. But I can't let this slide. You missed out on Joel. Like, not hey, a single listen, character from the last Listen, listen. Wow. You, I knew you would have it covered. That's, that's okay, really that's my defense. Fair. I, I did hit you with that with uh, the soundtrack. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, did I, I knew you would me. have it covered. 
I did the same thing uh, for you. Uh, and, and, and all. Right. Part of my problem there, and not to get too much into this, but it is hard to choose one character from that franchise. And for me, it's between Joel and Ellie. Uh, Abby, you know, is my favorite character of that second game, yeah. but there's just too much history between Joel and Ellie yeah. that spans both. To, your, fa- to- your favorite character in the second game isn't Joel? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oof. It's my favorite gameplay moment is playing as Joel. Let's say <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway. All right. My number two. Okay. The Queen of Blades. Sarah Kerrigan from StarCraft. I and knew Starcraft this was going to be on your list. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this I, I you probably saw her pop up on on some lists on the yeah. internet. Yeah, I'm not like any of those lists. I think we could all agree. I looked at them, but yeah, you know, I went. My yeah, own way. just to anyway, get inspiration to see. Sorry. I keep to see where it your is. List. No, it's it's fine. I mean, it it's so this character. You you probably don't know too much about her other than the big the big points, but mm. she she's an operative in this resistance, and she gets captured by the Zerg. And then is is turned into these this monstrosity and becomes part of this this race and then becomes their queen and becomes basically their entire hive mind. Wow! And that's just the the first game that that happens, um, and it continues from there. But this is an instance where you get this character that you play with. Uh, you don't even play as her. You play like with her, and you see what a, what a good person she is, what, what a a human in, in this whole crazy universe is. And it's such a turn of events to have her be captured and then become the supreme villain of, of subsequent games. Yeah. I can see that messing with you. Yeah. It it was insane. And, and they, they go further with that in, in Starcraft two and all three of the expansions or all the other two expansions to the game, I should say, it's all exploring. It, Starcraft one and two is basically all about Sarah Kerrigan and yeah. her her rise and and I don't want to really give too right. much into it. God, I kind of want to ask you questions that would be spoilers, though, man. Well, I mean, I think if you want to, you can. Yeah, and, I do because I'm not going to play this. Like, uh, so that's the thing. Like, even if you do, you you have to experience it to like really feel like everything. But right. listeners, skip away. ahead like thirty seconds. So, yeah. does she ever come back? From yes. the bad, she yes. has redemption. Oh, that's cool. She, she is, cool. yeah. The ultimate part of this is she, she is saved and becomes human again, but mm. then becomes a Zerg creature again, but mm. still like retains her humanity oh, and cool. saves it all. That's great. So that's awesome. Good yeah. storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it it is, and you know, you're looking at StarCraft, Brood War, StarCraft Two, and the two expansions. Mm-hmm. So that's like so many games that you're exploring this whole arc over. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I I think she, she nails it for, for all those reasons. No, I can't disagree with you. It sounds, sounds like I'd probably have her on my list if I played those games for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If they were, if they were turn-based strategy, maybe (laughs) you know know how I roll. (laughs) Right. I'm too chill. I'm too chill, man. (laughs) Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, All right. So top of the list and the cream rises to the top, right? So this is it. The creamiest right here. The creamiest of the, (laughs) God, the moistest cream. Oh no. (laughs) 
we lost so many listeners. My creamiest character <laughs> is. It. Take it away, Ryan. Oh, God. <laughs> so my number one uh, favorite character in video games is Nathan Drake. Oh, it Nathan. Is. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Because All right. this is who I wanted to be growing up. Yeah. You know, it's Han Solo and Indiana Jones rolled into one, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he always has the right thing to say. He gets the ladies. Look, this is terrible. This sounds like such a machismo <laughs> thing. I think you could tell by my list, my favorite characters are not always the guy's guy. But uh-huh. this to me, like he is smooth, right? He's a scoundrel, but he's also, he has that heart of gold. He does the right thing when it comes time to do the right thing. And like, he doesn't let down the people around him, except for his wife. <laughs> But he does eventually make amends for that, right? Yeah. I, well, so I think she realizes, ah, eh, this is who he is and this it, is what it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. And that, I think it does work both ways in any good relationship, right? right? So, I but, mean, she's uh, similar in a lot of ways to him. 100%. So. Yeah. She was always chasing that story, right? Right. So, um, no, but uh, yeah, this is, this is the epitome of the adventurer. And um, video games are an adventure. Uh, I think the characters in some way take you on an a different quest uh, through through their journey. And I can't think of a better character to go on a journey with than Nathan Drake. Like if I had to choose a companion to go on my quest, I'm taking Nathan Drake because he's a mass murderer and he could do it all (laughs) with a smile. (laughs) Right. I mean, he would keep keep morale up. Like that's the thing. This guy never gets down. He's on death's door and he's cracking jokes. Right. Like I I just think that he's compelling. it's that very much that big blockbuster film main character, but there there's a lot to him. You know, it's not because you play as him because you just get so much time with Nathan Drake compared to the hour and a half you might get with, you know, John McClane or like Indiana Jones or, you know, some of these most beloved characters. I think you just get more growth from Nathan Drake and more depth from Nathan Drake because you spend, I mean, over the course of the games he's in, you're spending over a hundred hours with him. Right, you know, hundreds of hours, and uh, and yeah, I didn't, I don't regret a minute, Nathan. It's you and me forever, buddy. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that the other cool one. thing about him is through throughout all these games, you get to see him interact with all sorts of different people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have uh, you know, his wife and and Chloe and Sully, yeah. and yeah. and then his brother like is a huge wrench in the situation, right? And right. just. Yeah, it's, well, it's not it's just fun to see that you go to all these places and he's respectful. You know, he is he does steal like artifacts and things like that, but he is he he always respects the culture, right? Well, and what it, what happens with him is when it becomes like, oh, this is going to be a world-ending problem unless I intervene. Yeah. I think that's where he's like, eh, that's, right, right, that's the yeah, line. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, which is fine. We yeah. all got to draw the line somewhere, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> How does he keep running into so many world-ending problems? Ah, that's a story for another day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, that that is a good pick, and I think it is a, a very apt to say he's the two best Harrison Ford characters rolled into one. Yeah. That's that's the best description of him I've I've yeah. heard. So. Might be a little anticlimactic, uh, rolling off of several things that you've said, uh, but oh, mine no. comes from The Legend of Zelda as it's well, Link. but it is Link. <laughs> and so the, ja. my reasoning here, hold on, hold on. My reasoning here is that we have Link, but as 
Miyamoto has said, it is always a different <laughs> link. Right. Or, you know, or or there are different links. Right. And I think that's an interesting idea. Um, so we, we have different styles of this character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of the same thing every time, but he is like a, a legend. He is a folklore legend. Mm-hmm. And people tell stories about him and right. the things that he's gone through. And I think, I think we kind of got that Wind Waker was the first dude, week. I was going to say, I think Wind yeah. Waker does that the best when right. it starts with like that tapestry and the retelling of it. Right. And it's like, oh, it's your birthday. You put on the green outfit, like the hero of old. And right. it's like, oh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the it, it's spectacle for me mm-hmm. um and in what link represents but he he is a, just a hero that's all he is and it's what is always needed in in the world that that he inhabits and I, I think that's just a really cool exploration that we don't really see in I don't know movies really like right. yeah there are heroes but there I don't know I don't know really what what to say about that, but Link is just he's the hero. That's what he is, and yeah, we always his, see him as his such. fate, right? Like, yeah. Um, no, so I, I know I gave you a lot of crap on some of your picks, <laughs> but I have to say I, I really do like your list. Uh, I like all all the all of your picks, and um, I'm glad it's different from mine. Yeah, uh, I do think you touched on it when you were talking about Master Chief, and it applies to so many people that you included on your list, like the fact that they don't say much is because they're not supposed to like link was meant to be you as the hero. And you know, the same could be said for a lot of people on your list, but um, it's what video games have over other storytelling mediums is that you can put yourself in it and you interact and experience it Mm -hmm. as a character that you create. And I, I do agree with the pick with Link. I mean, I think he does have more character than Mario. He expresses more. You know, he's sure. more than just smiles and like wahoos, right? Like there are facial expressions of like shock, dismay. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot going. There's always this like, oh, uh, uh-huh, right? Like right. he's that. Mario's just grunt. constantly happy. He's mm-hmm. not like, nothing's really bothering Mario. He, he could, he gets, he could like, get the princess or he couldn't. Right. He gets the serious <laughs> eyebrows sometimes, right. you know, where he's like, okay. Like, yeah. but other than that, yeah. It's all smiles and rainbows for Mario. <laughs> like Link lives in the real world where bad stuff happens and he has to step up to the plate. No, I agree. It's a great pick, man. Um, Mario has the same expression when he jumps on a Goomba's head as he does when he eventually saves the princess. Yeah. It does not matter to yeah. him. I I agree with your pick. I know I said Nathan Drake. I, I picked characters based off of character, right? Sure. Um, but Link is amazing undeniably one of the best characters in gaming. Yeah. Maybe. I like, yeah. Having the differing lists is always, it's more interesting. Yeah. I thought maybe we would interact or intersect on a little more of them, but yeah. I mean, Banjo can only top one list. So <laughs> very funny, but no, I wanted to go with people. You know, I wanted to mm-hmm. go with characters that actually had character. That was my goal with this. I know I missed, we both missed icons, you know, Sonic wasn't on our list. Um, Samus, right uh yeah there were a lot that didn't make the list and and like i love those characters no less just because they didn't but i went with people who had they knew who they were you know these people know who they are and like (laughs) in every game they are that person and it's fun they're fun to be and play as and fun to watch and that's why i went with them yeah no donkey kong no donkey kong no 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 uh funky kong 
Oh man, I forgot. Oh, Funky I, Kong. I thought I thought I was almost did it as a gag for oh, number one. Oh man, I almost I did missed it as Funky a gag. Kong. I know. I almost ah, did it. As oh well, a gag. I should have. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's our list. And uh, yeah. if you disagree, which you probably would, I know you. <laughs> You seem like somebody you, who would disagree. You listener. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I see you right now with your headphones on. No, I'm kidding. Driving in your car. Or not. <laughs> or doing some other activity. No, uh, please let us know. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and also, I can't say this enough, but you could rate us on any podcast app if you enjoy what you're listening to. Um, and you could also tell your friends about us. Just try to spread the word. It's really the best way you can help the podcast grow. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you just for listening and tuning in. And uh, yeah, feel free to let us know how horrible we did at listoffpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Hey, we might even read your email on the show. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, or uh, on Instagram at listoffpodcast or on Twitter at listoff underscore podcast. So, what are we doing next week, Brian? Well, we've got a couple always, of choices. I always put you on the spot like this. <laughs> I did it last <laughs> week too. Uh, we'll leave that. Should we have another mystery? Or do yeah, you let's just, do another if you, mystery. If you blurt something out, I'll, I'll, I'll be game for it. Nah, no, because there's too many moving parts here. We've got like three different ones that I was exploring. So, Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So next week we are doing whatever we feel like. That's right. <laughs> Look forward to that. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, fun. It'll be a fun, no doubt, for sure, for sure. Well, it's been fun, man. Uh, I I really appreciate how horrible your list is. Yeah, (laughs) likewise. All right, (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. All right, we'll see Uh, you. Bye. Bye.